0: You're listening to a podcast from Services Australia.
1: Hi, my name's Hank Jongen, General Manager from Services Australia. And today I'm again joined by Justin Bott from the Financial Information Service. We've seen the impact of the coronavirus pandemic on financial markets, which has stalled economic activity around the world. It's also caused a great deal of financial uncertainty for many investors who are now facing historic market falls. In this episode, we're going to explore what the volatile shares and investments market might mean for your Centrelink payments or retirement funds and what actions you can take. Justin, thanks again for joining us.
0: Hi Hank, Uh, thanks for having me.
1: We've previously touched on the Financial Information Service, but for those who are unfamiliar with it, FIS, as we commonly call it, is a free service that educates you about financial matters and helps you make informed decisions about your finances. Justin, do you want to run us through how FIS can help Australians? Oh,
0: absolutely. The Financial Information Service has been around for just over 30 years. FIS provides free, independent and confidential information tools and resources to help customers make informed decisions about their current and future financial needs. Now, FIS doesn't provide financial advice or counselling. We don't advocate or promote particular products or providers but fees is available to anyone, not just people receiving government payments or services.
1: Okay, given the current climate, I'm sure this has been an extremely busy time for the Financial Information Service. What are, the some, what are some of the common questions or topics that are, people are asking right at this time?
0: So the top things that FIS are dealing with at the moment are deeming and how the income and assets are assessed, Age pension entitlements, superannuation and income streams, residential aged care, which is nursing homes, and real estate or property issues. Now, although you aren't able to see a FIS office face to face for obvious reasons at the moment, they are available over the phone to help anyone who needs information to make better decisions. Just call Services Australia on one three two three double zero and say financial information service when prompted for the reason for your call.
1: Now you've just mentioned deeming, um, which is pretty timely, given we've just seen a recent reduction in deeming rates, um, and you know new deeming rates were brought in by the government on the 1st of May, as I understand it, in recognition of the impact of the low interest rates on savings. Is that right? Yeah,
0: so deeming rates have been a very popular topic for people in the Financial Information Service. We talk about it all the time. So for those who aren't familiar with what deeming is, it's where Services Australia assumes that your financial assets earn a set rate of income no matter the income that they actually make. Now what we're talking about with financial assets are things like savings accounts, shares and securities, some income streams from your superannuation or managed investments. It's not about your physical assets though, like a block of land or a boat or car. Now, given the nature of how investments work, returns can fluctuate regularly and it would be a significant burden for customers if they had to constantly report changes to their investment income considering the market goes where the market goes. Deeming means that a customer doesn't have to report when dividends or bank interest or pension payments have been received because Services Australia deems the income from those investments through the whole year regardless. Deeming also means that Services Australia treats all those different types of investments the same. So it's not about trying to choose an investment that's going to maximise your pension because shares are going to affect you in exactly the same way as a bank account. And what this means is that you don't need to choose an investment based on Uh, whether it's good for the pension, but you choose an investment about what's good and bad about the investment itself. The government applies a set of deeming rules where we use a flat percentage rate to calculate the income you earn from those financial assets. Deeming helps to keep your payment rate steady instead of going up and down based on the income from those assets. So it has changed, and as of the 1st of May, the lower deeming rate is now 0.25% per annum, whereas the upper deeming rate is now 2.25% per annum, so they've both reduced. For singles, what this means is that the first 51,800 of your financial investments are deemed at 0.25%, and everything over that is deemed at the 2.25% rate. If you're a member of a couple, where at least one of you is on a pension, The first 86,200 of your combined financial investments will be deemed at that 0.25% and then everything over that, it's deemed at 2.25%. If you're both receiving an allowance like a job seeker payment rather than a pension, it's the first 43,100 at 0.25% and then 2.25% for everything
1: over that. So tell me, how many people does deeming affect
0: Okay, so everyone who's getting a settling payment that's got financial assets is going to be deemed. It's just that not everyone's pension or payment is income tested, and therefore they're not affected by that deemed income. If you're in receipt of the full rate of age pension, as an example, your bank accounts and shares are deemed, but the income that we assess isn't enough to reduce your rate. However, many pensioners and people on payments have complex financial affairs with different sources of income, like wages, overseas pensions, things like that. These people may get part of the pension because of their accessible income, which includes their deemed income. The government noted the new deeming rates are expected to benefit around 900,000 income support recipients, and that includes around 565,000 people who are on an age pension. For some pensioners, it could mean they get a little top-up in their payment each fortnight.
1: And what do people need to do to prepare for these new deeming rates?
0: Nothing at all. Customers who have deemed income don't need to do anything to prepare for the new rates. We automatically applied the new deeming rates from the 1st of May. If you want to find out if you have a new payment rate as a result of the changes, the easiest way is to view your payments in your Settling Online account on myGov or the Express Plus Settling
1: app. And what would you say to people who aren't able to get deeming rate, the equivalent of deeming rates from their bank accounts, even after the change in May?
0: This is a very common question asked of his officers. Where can I get a bank account that gives me 2.25% interest? My response to that is that it's important to remember that deeming isn't just about bank accounts. It also covers shares with their dividends, manage funds and super investments with their interests and they could give you higher levels of income. What it actually comes down to is some investment fundamentals that everybody needs to always think about when they're looking at how to invest. So what I mean is that as an investor, I should be putting my money in a selection of assets that best reflects my level of comfort and my investment objectives. So bank accounts, they're safe, they're cheap, but they give a low income. Shares, as a contrast, are more aggressive. There's a greater chance of losing money as well as a greater chance of making money. But traditionally, they can give a better income through their dividends. Every individual has to decide as an investor whether they want to keep their money safe and accept lower income or to accept the risk that they face losses in their capital to pursue higher levels of income. Dealing with deeming is just another implication of this basic investment decision of safety versus higher income.
1: We also talk about revaluation of assets and investments in the current climate. What can people do if they're concerned about how the financial market downturn is impacting the value of their investments?
0: So, understandably, this can be a time of great financial uncertainty for investors, and for some, the memory of the last GSC would still be very fresh in their minds. As markets go up and down, the value of some people's market linked investments, such as managed investments, shares, securities, superannuation, might change. Every year, on the 20th of March and 20th of September, Services Australia revalues customers' market linked managed investments, shares, and securities. We do this by applying the latest unit and share prices available. On the few occasions that they aren't available, we'll write to customers to ask them to supply evidence of the current values. If your market-linked investments and shares have fallen sharply, the important thing to know is that you don't need to wait until March or September to have your investments revalued. You can request us to revalue these at any time. We collect the market-linked managed investment unit prices at the end of each month. And we take the ASX listed share values fortnightly so we can update customers records based on recent values if they request a revaluation.
1: So you just said you can do that at any time. Should people be asking for a revaluation right now?
0: So before you ask for revaluation, I'd strongly recommend seeking independent advice from a financial advisor or stockbroker so they can advise you on what steps you should take first. They can also give you evidence of the current values. If then you'd like to request a revaluation with us, we'll revalue all your investments at the same time. So if one investment has lost a lot of value, we may find that your total asset values have gone down. This will likely change your payment rate. It could also mean that you get a higher payment rate or become eligible for something that you couldn't get previously. But it's also possible you might not get the outcome you were hoping for. So for instance, if share X is reduced in value, but shares A, B and C have gone up, you might actually have your pension rate reduced because your total assets have actually gone up in value. But you can check. You are able to call Services Australia on 132300 and ask for us to check and see what an update of your financial assets would do to your rate of pension before requesting the change to occur. If you leave it to Services Australia to automatically update your investment values on the 20th of March to 20th September dates that I told you about before, your payments will only be adjusted from those dates. So, as an example, again, if an overall fall in your share prices occurred in July and you requested a reassessment of your pension then, any increase in your rate will occur from the date that you asked for the change. But if you wait for the agency to do the automatic updates in September, then we can only use the share prices from the update that occurred on the 20th September, meaning that we won't backdate any rate increases to July. If you want a revaluation, the easiest way to do this is over the phone, on your normal contact number appropriate to your payment and circumstances, the older Australians line on 132300 for people for an age pension, or you can go in person to a service centre. However. At the current time we suggest not visiting our service centres unless it's for urgent business but if you need to visit make sure you maintain the appropriate physical distancing
1: okay let's look at this from another perspective because there are some investors who may have decided to take advantage of market conditions to purchase more shares or investments how do they update the information with us that's a great question
0: If there's been a change to your circumstances, including your income and assets, you need to tell us within 14 days of the change. That could include purchasing new shares or market linked investments. It's not a requirement that you tell us if the value of an investment has changed, but it is a requirement if the number of shares of units have changed. So you don't need to tell us if the market goes up and down, but you do need to tell us if you've used that time to purchase more assets, more shares, more money in your super. So the easiest way to do this is through your Centrelink online account on myGov. Here you can remove or add managed investments and superannuation and update your shares. If you've removed a share as an example, naturally we'll need to verify this, so you'll need to explain why your investment has stopped. In this case it's because you sold all your shares in a particular company.
1: Look, superannuation is another area of concern for people right now, especially those who might rely on this for their retirement income, in addition to their pension. For people who are drawing an income stream from their super, what should they be doing right now? Yeah, so
0: typically while you're under age pension age, which is 66 years, we don't count your super in the income and assets test if your fund isn't paying you a super pension. Uh, this is called the accumulation phase of super. If they are paying you a super pension though, which is called an income stream, then we do count it. Now, once you reach Age Pension Age, we're going to count your super in the Assets Test and we deem it under the Income Test, whether it's in that accumulation phase or whether you've moved it into an income stream, we count it in both cases. Income streams might be familiar to people as account-based pensions or allocated pensions or annuities. You might also own a thing called a Transition to Retirement Income Stream, or a market-linked income stream that used to be known as a Term Allocated Pension or TAP. Each year, either in February and August, we undertake a review of most income streams, and we work directly with the income stream providers to get the latest value data directly. But if they don't provide us with this information, we will write to you in those times, and ask that you provide an income stream review, which has just got a couple of questions on it and not that complicated thing to fill in. We will also get in contact with the owners of income streams from self-managed super funds in August so that we can update their income stream details. Now of course these values can quickly change in a short matter of time, particularly with the influence of a global pandemic that we're facing right now. So we work directly with income stream providers to get more timely information about the value of account-based pensions and those market-linked income streams at the beginning of April. And we're updating customers' records with the latest information provided by their income stream providers. It's a bit of a watch of this space process. Uh, We'll continue to monitor market conditions to ensure customers aren't unfairly uh, disadvantaged by the economic downturn.
1: So is there an option for people to update their own income streams manually?
0: Of course. You can view or update your income stream at any time through your Centrelink online account on myGov. Once you've updated your record through myGov, you may be asked to provide evidence of the change. All you need to do is contact your Superfund and ask for an updated Centrelink schedule to be sent out to you. And once you've got the schedule, you can then snap a photo of it on your phone or take a scanned copy and upload it through your online account.
1: This is probably also a time where some people might be considering helping out their family or friends who've lost their jobs or income with a loan or a cash gift. But under the gifting rules, if you give away your income and assets or you pass them on to someone without receiving anything adequate in return, or you don't get anything for it at all, uh, it's my understanding it may still count towards the income and assets test. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, that's right. Gifting is where you might, for instance, sell a house to your children for a few hundred thousand less than what it's worth, or you give the family a car for less than its value. We also count it as gifting when you do things like helping out with a kid's mortgage or helping out with their company giving up control of your own trust or company to the kids so that's theirs now, waiving a repayment of money that they might owe you or donating large sums of money to a charity. You are actually allowed to give whatever you want to whoever you want. The rules don't stop you. What the rules do is say that Services Australia won't recognize that you don't have those assets anymore if you give too much. So the amount of gifting that we recognise is called the allowable disposable amounts. These are the most that you can give from your income or assets where Services Australia will recognise you don't have that money or asset anymore. To report your rental income you need to provide us with a profit and loss statement every three months and we have these forms on our website to print. What some people may find is that things may even out in this three-month period, so their pension isn't actually affected at all. But it's important to complete these accurately so that we can pay you accordingly.
1: Justin, thanks again for this valuable information, as always. Please note, the information discussed in this episode is current at the time of recording. To keep up to date with the latest news or changes about our payments and services, visit our website at servicesaustralia.gov.au or follow Services Australia on either Facebook or Twitter. Until next time, goodbye for now.
0: You've been listening to a podcast from Services Australia. For more information, visit servicesaustralia.gov.au.